Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I wanted to make this episode just to talk about this crazy false narrative that both sides push that makes no sense together when it comes to the dividing the people and then saying we're going to bring people together, just how that can never work. And I, I want to talk about that. So, And people that don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for 30 years. I've seen this kind of inconsistent nonsense over and over again in the system. Now, I am America's most trusted lawyer, but after this election, Kamala Harris might have beaten me. <laughs> okay, enough kidding around. Let's get the show going. So the election is over, and I think anybody who's ever heard my show knows that the vote is, is a joke. It's a complete scam. They're, it's been watered down to nothing, and they don't have to do anything they claim anyway. But I, I'm, let's put that aside for a minute, and I want to look at an analysis under the narrative we're given, that your vote is so super, incredibly important, that this is all about trying to get your guy in there, okay? That, that's, I'm just going to use the narrative we're given, all of the official narratives we're given. I'm just not going to challenge them. I'm going to use them, and I want to show you that it simply makes no sense to continue down this road, even under the narrative itself. We have to change the narrative. The narrative must be changed, and or people must acknowledge that the narrative they're working with makes no sense, which if they once they see that, then the narrative itself will change. Because people won't live with something that makes no logical sense. As of right now, they, they still don't know that because they're constantly confused and befuddled and bamboozled by the media on both sides who continue to push the underlying narrative. And the underlying narrative is that your vote is this huge deal, important matter, that we have to get out every couple of years, and that that's the system by which the country decides how to govern. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the narrative we're given. Well, if you just look at the results we're getting, which is a massively divided country on the votes we're, we're shown, and the positions of the two parties, which are completely and totally opposite, they're diametrically opposed, or as a buddy of mine used to laugh about, someone at his office said, diabolically opposed, <laughs> uh, which is funny. But it's impossible to reach a compromise with a group of people like the Democrats. And the Democrats also can't possibly reach compromise with the people on the other side. <laughs> they, they have nothing in common. And so the narrative that's run makes no sense, which is that once it's decided, once you win by just a whatever, a few hundred votes, a couple votes, a couple dozen votes out of hundreds of thousands, millions of votes that are cast, then the other side must accept these things that they don't want. They have to, that you get to impose all of the stuff you like onto them, and they have to suffer whatever it is you want to impose on them. That doesn't make any sense. See, that's, that's not about freedom. Nobody would agree to that. It's the equivalent of saying that you're in an arranged marriage that you never actually even consented to because you and I have never even consented to it. But even assuming you run into an arranged marriage 
and now the the person is beating you they used to have a job now they've stopped working now they expect you to work and they live like a slob and they beat you and they abuse your kids but you still have to stay why well because it was an arranged marriage you see it doesn't make sense. Nobody would run their own personal life. Nobody would accept in their personal life the insanity that they accept in this political realm. What happens is that they spend endless amounts of time dividing the country. And the policies of the Democrats at this point, they're simply Bolsheviks. It's the policies and and the systems they're using in the street with the intimidation and division of the people, it's just Bolshevism. That's all it is. And the fact that people aren't told that honestly and openly, it just shows that the conservatives, they're not being honest with their own base. But it doesn't matter anyway. If they were just innocent liberals, the division is too great. Why would I stay together? Why would the country, quote unquote, stay together under this circumstance where half is miserable and the other half is happy to try to impose their will on the other side? That's, that's not a country. See, that's, that's not a country. There are no parts of that narrative that make sense. They divide us endlessly. And then as soon as the election's over, they always talk about how they need to now come together. Well, how do you come together with someone who beats you each night? How? How do you come together with someone who won't get a job and is simply mooching off you and laying around on the couch and won't leave and you can't call the cops? I don't understand. When you call the cops, the cops come out and say he has to stay there. You must keep him there. You must now provide for this deadbeat. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That's what people are approving of in this larger narrative about a government. You've got, I've showed you the numbers, 85% of all income taxes are paid by 10% of the total population. It doesn't work if you can simply have a majority take the minority's money. It doesn't work. It's not fair. That's not the system that was set up. Nobody would ever agree to this. You could never get anybody's consent on this. The discussion has to be, okay, we have to start breaking this apart because obviously the people don't agree. They, they have totally fundamentally different views about how to move forward. Okay, well, that's not the end of the world. You just break it up. You, you have to have secession movements. You have to. <laughs> but that's no part of the discussion. Each, they're constantly kept on the reservation as these tax slaves to just have to put up with whatever abuse there is, and they're told that the answer is that you have to try to get the vote out. Why? Why can't the answer simply be that, well, we totally disagree, and there is no compromising this, so you can go your way and we'll go ours? Why isn't that a reasonable solution? I, I don't understand. Why is that not part of the discussion? What is the argument on the other side of that? Why must I stay in an abusive relationship? Why? Why must I stay in a relationship where the majority are simply taking my money and spending it on themselves? Why? What has that got to do with freedom, liberty, self-choice, consent? What does it have to do with any of the things we're told the country's about? If the country's not about that anymore, the country is now about a totally unlimited government. There's no limits on the government at this point. The, everything they're proposing, the government is just going to run any and everything it cares to. Anybody can look around and see that. Whatever limitations they are, they're just lip service at this point. 
So now you have a situation where you have a government that has basically unlimited power to simply take as much money as they want from whoever they care to and give it to whoever they care to. And then to impose whatever other restrictions and requirements they care to on any part of that population at the whim of the majority. <laughs> That's, nobody would agree to that. That's not what the system's founded on. But when you've completely and totally dismantled the system, which they have, and there's no discussion openly and honestly that the system has been completely dismantled. It just has. The limitations that exist on the government are just they're just lip service. They're a fantasy. There is no real limit. When they can force you to pay for someone else's medical care, when they can force you to wear masks, when they can close your business, when they can simply tax you, run you into trillions of dollars of debt, and hand the money out to whatever favored business or group they care to, how, who agrees to this? Why? Well, it makes no sense. The only people who agree to this are the people who are getting all the free stuff. And so the system simply doesn't work anymore, and there's no conversation about that. It's all about, oh, the Trump voters this and the Biden voters that. No, it's anybody can look at the map and see. It's a group in the city that supports these, these liberal, socialist, Bolshevik policies. And the rest of the country doesn't support that. <laughs> so all the vast majority of the space and the people living out there don't. The people living in the high-density areas who are just leeches off the other people of course they can vote to continue to be leeches. Well, they're welcome to be leeches in their own system. That's all. It just needs to start breaking up. And you stop breaking it apart when you start getting agreement among the population. And quite frankly, it's not that difficult to get agreement. In those areas, if you look at the maps where they're very red and they're very blue, okay, in those areas, they need to be their own little country and system. And then you wouldn't have all this division. Why do we spend all this time divided? Because the people, there's a one group of people are trying to take from the other group of people. That's all it is. And the very fact that it's now enshrined in the law and that there's not even any discussion of the fundamental unfairness of the system where the government itself can simply take more from individuals, whoever it cares to, and take that money and give it to whoever they also care to. It, it, there's no, that's not a fundamentally fair system, and there's nothing to resolve. The people who want to take need to have their own little area. And then you can just move out of that area. You can look at the map and see. Next to these big cities, they would just empty out of all the taxpayers. The taxpayers would just simply leave and go and move to another place. That's all. And, and when the non-taxpayers moved in, okay, they wouldn't be welcome in those other areas. They're just not welcome. And people say, well, that's outrageous. This country's about freedom. And no, there's a whole area that's not discussed in our media. And that's this concept of diversity because people are terrified of being called a racist. That's all. They're terrified of being called a racist. So again, you can't have any open and honest discussion about what's going on here. And that is that they're driving demographics and it doesn't work. When the country was formed, it wasn't diverse. To talk about how we have this long history of diversity, we don't. And we welcome people from all over the world. No, it used to be that the Irish weren't wanted, or the Italians, or the Brits didn't like the Germans, or the Germans didn't like the French, or the French didn't like the Poles, whoever it was in the United States. Well, all those groups that they claim used to be our supposed diversity, now they're all just lumped into one Bolshevik blob called whites. Whites is just a made-up term. Nobody ever considered themselves to be white prior to the time they started talking about diversity and how everybody's the same and started dividing everybody up. 
<laughs> but you can't talk about that. The country was, was basically just a bunch of white Europeans from different parts of Europe. That's what it was. And it had some slaves that had been brought over, which uh, obviously that's not a good thing, but I had nothing to do with it. And they were here, and that's fine. And they're welcome to be treated equally. I'm all in favor of that. But I'm talking about the fact that you can't discuss the country as having been this diverse blob. It wasn't. It was basically a massively, overwhelmingly white Christian country. That's it. That's what it was. It's not racist. It's not xenophobic. These are facts. Stop pretending it was something else. It wasn't. It wasn't up until the 1968 Immigration Reform Act, which is just a very similar, insidious way to divide the people up. They start bringing people in from all over the world who look nothing like everybody else. And every study simply shows that when you have a group of people who don't look like you, it's human nature to not be trusting of them in the same way. Does it mean that people who don't look like me are not trustworthy? <laughs> no. It means that people who don't look like me often don't trust me. They trust people who look like them. Just like I innately trust people who look like me. But see, you can't have this discussion because you're shattered down and you're ruined. They call you a racist. Well, this is a fundamental problem we have in the country. Those who run things know damn well that you can't have a blob of people who look nothing like each other who have no cultural heritage together, who have completely indifferent traditions and ideas of the way things should run, and expect that you can somehow make that group come together. It doesn't make sense. Those don't work together, and the fact that they don't work together doesn't make any one of those people a racist. Are you considered a sexist when you want a divorce? Are you considered a sexist? If you're a man, are you a sexist if you want a divorce? How about if you're a woman and you want a divorce? Are you now a sexist because you're not getting along with the opposite sex? Are you a sexist now? No, there's all sorts of reasons you might not get along with your spouse. And it's the same exact thing when it comes to race, religion, cultures. It's not, it's not about them being different and wrong. It's about the fact that this is human nature. I like to hang out with people who are generally like me, who have similar sense of humor, see the world in the same way, who have generally the same kinds of cultures and traditions. It doesn't mean I'm not interested in, in other cultures and traditions. It means that I like to go visit and see them and then go back home to what I'm comfortable with. That's all it means. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what makes the world great, that you can go out and see these other kinds of people. But what they're trying to do is pretend that that somehow makes me a racist and that the only real way forward, if you don't agree to the way forward that they have, which is you jam everybody together and treat everybody as though every single thing that everybody does, everybody must accept and be okay with. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> you can't be made to have a happy relationship and a marriage with somebody you have no traditions and culture with and you have all these cultural and religious clashes with them, your family. How the hell do you make it work? You can't. You want to celebrate Christmas. They don't. They want to go back to their country. They have all crazy cultures. They bring their stuff in. That's fine if you're dating and you just want to kind of entertain them and you have a nice family. That's great. But you want to build your family the way you want to build your family. And if you can't reach agreement with your spouse, then you have to have a divorce. You just have to have a divorce. But they're trying to make sure that everybody stays together into one big blob to keep everybody fighting with each other, but forcing them to stay in the same system. Hi, this is Legal Man. If you enjoy The Quash, support it. Go over to my Patreon account at patreon.com slash the quash and sign up. 
You get bonus shows, bonus material, and ad-free content. If you appreciate the unique perspective and information I provide, then support it. Go become a member. When you support the Quash, you also help get the truth out there. Let's get back to the show. But they're trying to make sure that everybody stays together into one big blob to keep everybody fighting with each other. All the fighting that goes on is a result of one thing that we have to supposedly decide because there's only one system we have to live under. There'd be no fighting at all amongst these different kinds of people if everybody was free to have their own sort of system working. And they ran their system the way they wanted, and we ran the system the way we wanted. And we got together in the areas where there was voluntary consensual overlap. And, and when there wasn't, they were free to go do their thing. I don't understand why people resist this. This is what the country is actually about. That's what it's actually about. And they are, they've turned this narrative into this completely nonsensical thing where they pretend like the country's always about, been about all these cultures that have nothing to do with each other being jammed together. Well, even when they were jammed together, you know, they had certain kinds of ghettos that the Italians lived in and the Irish, and sure, they got along in general outside of that because they just interacted in general. And then they kind of, over time, adopted different things. But even those, in those situations, when all that was occurring, there was no huge government forcing them to do it. All that stuff that happened in the 19th century, all the stuff that happened in the early 20th century, no income tax. There was no income tax. None of these government agencies existed. None of this government regulation existed. You didn't have, have to have a license to do any and everything. They weren't taxing us at absurd amounts. They weren't taking money from one group and handing it to the Irish. They were, they were taxing the Irish and then handing it to the Italians. They weren't taxing the French and giving to the Germans. They weren't taxing the, the, the Italians and giving to the Poles. That's what we have now. You think the country could survive that? No. But instead, they create these arbitrary distinctions, these, these supposed economic distinctions, many of which make no sense at all. And lots of the economic problems we have are the result of all this government interference anyway. And so the simple reality is, if you look at the way this election result's coming out, where you've got all these, these people breaking apart into these crazy, utterly, completely never-to-be-compromised positions, how do you compromise with someone who, who thinks you should have abortion as a right if you don't believe in abortion? What is the compromise? There is no compromise. What if somebody believes that they should have the right to take your money and hand it to somebody else? What is the compromise? There, see, there isn't one. All these things they talk about coming together and bringing the country together, there is no compromising on these individual issues. How do you compromise the issue where you believe you should have the right to bear arms, in other words, any kind of firearm you want, and someone else doesn't even believe you should have a right to have a gun? What is the compromise? See, these are the issues, and they've nationalized all these issues. They used to be small and local. And even the ones that were national, the country itself was a bunch of people who had so much in common. Yeah, they had some minor differences, but minor differences, minor power of the government. Now, major differences, huge, overwhelming power of the government. It, it can never work. See, it can never work. And to continue to pretend that it can and that it's a matter of just not being a racist, just being inclusive and all these made up words. The, the fundamental differences we have aren't, aren't problems of racism. 
<laughs> they aren't. They aren't problems of not calling someone the right fucking pronoun. The problems are that there's a group of people taking money from another group of people and handing it out however they care to. There's a group of people who are insisting that another group of people who are in a minority do whatever the majority says. It doesn't matter if it's abortion or gun rights or voting or health care or anything else. It's fundamentally unfair for a majority to impose itself on the minority, and nobody has agreed to it. There's nothing anywhere where anyone has ever said that if you just win 50.1% out of millions and millions and millions of votes, that you get to impose yourself on the 49.9% of the other population. Nobody would agree to that. Nobody would agree to that. doesn't make any sense. At a minimum, it has to be a huge, overwhelming majority, 8 to 1. So if you got 80% of the vote, okay, then you could do it. But the system we have, the narrative we have, makes no sense. It's not freedom. It's not consent. It's not fair. It's not anything. And you'd never accept it in your private life. You'd never allow this to be the rules in family court that you can't get divorced. They always had divorce for cause, always, even before there was no-fault divorce in the early 70s. You always had divorce for cause. Well, is this not cause? If, if the majority is taking my money and simply handing it to their friends and running me into debt that they for, expect me to pay, is that not cause? Is that not political cause for breaking a country up? Is it? <laughs> it's crazy. I'm running out of time. People don't understand that this is a Bolshevik plan, that this is not by accident. None of this stuff is happening by accident. And I have some more things to say on this topic, but I've run out of time, so I'm going to say it in my Patreon account, bonus material. So if you're interested, you need to go over to my patreon.com slash the quash, sign up, and, and get the bonus material. I put bonus material, I put entire bonus shows in, and I, I hope to see people over there. People have to start waking up to what this false narrative they present to people is. The way the conservatives and the liberals in media and government present a false, impossible narrative to people about dividing everybody up and then forcing everybody together. It can't work and it's not about freedom and it's not what this country's about. It's just simply, it's the opposite of what this country's about. But they pretend it is what the country's about. And until people start understanding that and having that conversation, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So, if you like my take, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. You can subscribe to my podcast. I have lots of free shows out there um, that run. I have a lot of material. If anyone who listened to it would truly get an education. And beyond that, I think that's going to be my show for the day. I hope everybody has a nice night or day. Take care. <coughs>